0: Hello, and welcome to the TTI Distribution Download, a podcast where we talk about all things happening in the world of electronic components with the specialists of TTI. And now, your host for the TTI Distribution Download, Paula Renfro.
1: Welcome, everybody, to the TTI Distribution Download. My name is Paula Renfro, and we are now Episode 3 with Gabe Osorio with TTI's Transportation Business Unit. Hello, Paula. We like to call it the TBU. So just a couple of weeks ago, Gabe was at the ConAg Expo, and he is just, I can tell, bursting to tell you about the exciting things and the fun he had when he was there. So, so tell us.
0: Yeah, so a little bit about the show and... and uh <laughs> itself. It's it, once every three years. So it's a very uh, large show. It's about 2.8 million square feet of uh, show uh, show space. And that's both indoor and outdoor. It takes up the entire uh, Las Vegas Con uh, uh, Convention Center, uh, as well as a lot of parking lots and really kind of uh, really neat to go see if you've never been. I highly recommend it if it's uh, something on your radar. Um, but all of the cement uh, pumpers and the cranes and everything. So they've got their towers all set up and flags flying so it's just a whole fanfare but a, a fantastic show for everything that has to do with uh construction agriculture mining and then the very kind of niche uh construction stuff so think uh cement pumping uh the paving equipment um you know rock uh, crushers uh some mining equipment stuff like that so lots of really interesting Big stuff Big yellow machines yeah. We were there for five days and uh, barely covered all of the ground. It's uh, nearly impossible to uh, walk the entire floor uh, or show space, I should say, uh, but a fantastic opportunity to get to see what are all these manufacturers doing uh, moving forward. Uh, and this is a big opportunity for them to sell, not only their current equipment, but what's coming down the line and showcase a lot of that. And that's kind of- what That's where the really interesting stuff was, right? Um, you know, one of the most popular um, I'll say two of the most popular displays um, and displays doesn't even do it justice because There's literally grandstand set up with a dirt mound in the middle, and they're showcasing these products. So one of the the most popular or uh, most visited was uh, Volvos, uh, all-electric mining equipment, heavy-duty front loaders, uh, bulldozers. I mean, you name it, everything was electrified. Um, And uh, they were doing some demonstrations of some of that product, uh, but the buzz that was around that was unbelievable. Unbelievable to see the amount of people. As a matter of fact, I took a couple of pictures of just all of the people standing around the EV stuff and not all the traditional ICE stuff or internal combustion engine stuff that was uh, right next door to it. So it was really fascinating to see, but um, really cool to see, you know, pinpointing on that Volvo one. Uh, some charging infrastructure partnerships that were there as well too, um, showcasing their product. Right, uh, I, previous episodes we've talked about the megawatt charger, so they had an example of what that might look like there. Um, they had an example of a roller, uh, you know, being charged by a solar a power uh like the cement uh, roller. Yep, absolutely being charged literally by, you know, these big solar panels and then the charging station uh but then being plugged into that roller. And imagine what that could do out in a construction site someday in the future. Uh, so do you see
1: the power. engineers standing around and and everybody wishes that that was the project they were working on. Yes. Yes, for sure. But, but still all very um are very relevant to the projects yeah. that they're working on right because if you a doubt. don't see you don't get exposed That's then right. you don't imagine and dream but yeah who wouldn't want to be
0: yeah Yes, absolutely. You know, that was one example and every single major OEM. So Volvo, Caterpillar, CNH, uh, you name it, all had some sort of uh, EV display separate from their main display that they were showcasing this type of product at. The other really cool thing to see was autonomy creeping its way into construction as well, too. So on full display with a link belt display. Uh who's a manufacturer of uh you know a, a a big excavator essentially in a line of those um was displaying autonom- autonomous excavating that could be done and doing some pretty pinpoint accuracy on, you know, just a small space and moving dirt, you know, barely scraping maybe a quarter of an inch off of the ground wow. and placing it very gingerly on another site or spot uh, with no one operating it remotely or sitting in the cab uh, doing it, which was really impressive to see as well too.
1: Were there component technology that allowed this kind of um, design? Yeah, that is that is widely available. Or is this all really kind of
0: leading uh, edge? Great question. I would say it's a little bit of both. Um, certainly from the the, the lidar, uh, the specific sensors that are being used. Uh, the the lidar maybe not as much widely available, but is out there certainly from some some companies and tech and uh, uh, and suppliers. Um, but the sensors, the sensors that are being used in that, uh, just an unbelievable amount. If you can imagine all the moving parts and uh, measuring that needs to take place, uh, that's all here and now. Uh, and and, and available today from many of the suppliers on our line card that are selling those sensors. So really cool to see those applications being used in real life and kind of what the future of those are going to look like Um, and uh, the possibility of what the construction site of 5, 10 years from now is going to look like. So that was very interesting.
1: It's going to be very reliant on the, the continued evolution of the sensor technology.
0: Yeah, I would space say space and weight. Yeah, hundred yeah. um, percent. That and uh, not only sensor, but uh, even more around cameras uh, and that lighter technology. Right. Again, so many cameras. You know, a lot of displays for uh, camera companies selling a camera technology or a camera system that would give an operator sitting in the cab of an excavator a full bird's eye, three hundred and sixty view of that uh, of that vehicle. And you can imagine what that can do for a line of sight when you're moving things around in a tight zone, uh, anything like that. So really cool stuff that's coming down the line uh, from that perspective as well, too. But again, technology that exists today uh, that are being put to use in different ways now in new markets, Fantastic. which is really cool. Yeah, oh my gosh, everywhere. Yeah, everything Everything is fleet con- controlled, if you can imagine, from a construction perspective or an agriculture perspective. So the ability to uh, track usage, track the systems, track its efficiency, uh, uh, really to even program where it's going and what it's doing, uh, all of that is communicating uh, somewhere outside of that vehicle. So antennas are a huge part of that. Again, I, I think I've talked a little bit about the, the movement of data being kind of the future of that electronification. And we were seeing it in plain sight on a lot of these vehicles, which was really cool.
1: Um, Anything that surprised you, that made you stop and say, no?
0: Quite honestly, it was that autonomous uh, excavator. That was not uh, something we expected to see a lot of EV, without a doubt. Um, I did not expect to see autonomy. And that was one of probably four separate displays from different manufacturers doing a little bit different things. Uh, One was more of a construction site people moving and equipment moving autonomous vehicle. Uh, But the rest were all actual, you know, for example, the excavator or a bulldozer doing more of the work autonomously, Uh, again, communicating with antennas to figure out what grade and what level to kind of push the the material at. And
1: And then they they just send the command and maybe not walk away.
0: But no, oops. but it was being done, uh, you know, essentially by a guy behind two big computer screens, right? right. That's monitoring From and a plugging long way in. Away. And, yeah, exactly. Running
1: more than one at a time. Yep.
0: Yep. Without a doubt. So kind of really cool to see what that might look like in the future as well too, right? Uh, maybe again, a little bit, uh, we're maybe not quite prepared for that, I'd say from that perspective, but uh, really interesting to see what's coming down the line from uh, from the technology pr- perspective there.
1: And all the manufacturers look strong?
0: Yeah, yeah. We talked to a lot of the uh, the customers that were there, uh, the OEMs especially, and, and really you get a lot, I think, of a uh, sense of what the market is doing from uh, those device manufacturers that are there Well, as well. Uh, and, and from everybody we talked to, from lighting guys to people making Inverters to uh, every other kind of supporting device, uh, the business was good, and it looked like the market. You know, while for automotive and some of the other transportation markets may be softening or producing less vehicles still seems pretty robust for the construction and agriculture uh, so far through 2023, which is great to see, um, to the point where many, uh, many of these OEMs are at capacity in terms of orders or have very large backlogs, uh, that they're still working to get through. So, uh, the business of construction and agriculture is a really good one right now, which is good.
1: It's good and robust. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Logistics issues with the, with this technology, supply chain issues with this technology.
0: I think it's still a little early for it. Um, and so thankfully it's on um you know, a lot of, again, when you think about the movement of data, it doesn't necessarily require high power. So not a lot of the copper or precious metal material that might exist uh, for some of those type of applications. So a little bit easier from a supply chain standpoint um, and uh, the ability to uh, quickly turn manufacturing of them. Uh, You know, you can get a high-speed cable assembly uh, relatively quick uh, in comparison to a high-voltage cable assembly, you know, for, for comparison. So you may be talking... In eight weeks versus you know twenty five or something like that for a high voltage one, so a pretty significant difference.
1: Construction and agriculture. I'm just hearing dirt, oil, grease, tough on components, mm-hmm. hazardous environment. Maybe, maybe not. Definitely. Um, wh- what do we need to pay attention to there, and and what kind of value do, can our engineering team bring to the design engineer with regard? Yeah,
0: great question. And yes, all of the above: dirt, cement. You know, when you think of all of those uh, construction vehicles, they get sometimes uh, acid washes to get rid of all of the uh, cement or byproduct of whatever construction material they've been moving or uh, dealing with. So, uh, yeah, absolutely uh, some harsh environments for interconnects, uh, for the antennas. They need protection as well, To A lot of the remote devices, et cetera. Uh, The good news there is that TTI has um, uh, what I would consider some of the best uh, suppliers on our line card for harsh environment applications, um, specifically as it relates to interconnects, uh, but certainly across most components, especially when you start talking high vibration as well too. Uh, Those vehicles, you know, today, think big diesel engines, you know, big a shaking frame or uh, moving up and down a mountain, or a, a, you know, a vehicle cutting down trees in the forest, whatever that might be. Um, those are pretty harsh environments. So uh, everything from you know metal circular connectors uh, to uh, interconnects that latch or lock with a bolt um, to uh, you know again components built to handle heavy, heavy vibration that undergo uh, you know hundreds of hours of testing, uh, salt spray testing immersion in water uh, all kinds of stuff uh, you know we definitely have access to the top manufacturers of those type of products um, that our sales engineers are well versed in uh, again I, I think I mentioned in a previous episode uh, a couple of our engineers coming from that OEM design background uh, so they have a keen awareness of who are the manufacturers out there that actually have product that uh, will last um, and that will stand the test of time in those kind of harsh environment applications uh, so we have a unique perspective it from that
1: point. Yeah, a couple of thoughts come to mind there. So, so, so one is, um, is there, is, is end of life something to be too worried about or these components, these designs kind of standardize and, and last a long time, like the equipment I would imagine and is there anything from a lead time perspective or a supply chain logistics perspective we should be concerned about? Yeah,
0: great questions. Uh, you know, the interesting thing with a lot of these harsh environment connectors are they were designed 20, 30, sometimes 40 years ago and are still produced in massive high volumes today and used by every single OEM, from the big green guy to the big yellow guy, right? So they're definitely uh, legacy products that are out there. The good news, too, is that those product families also can continue to get expansion, uh, within them. So there's development happening within those connector families, uh, or, or product families that will, uh, continue to further the life of that, uh, that family as well too. So the unique thing in this industry for specifically for construction and agriculture, not a lot has changed from the technology standpoint, um, you know, on what works, uh, it's, it's not the prettiest looking thing, but it functions really well, uh, and stands the test of time. And obviously, the stringent requirements that these OEMs have because of the harsh environment and vibration and heat and all of that 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 they exist under from a supply chain perspective, the 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 world of harsh environment interconnects tends to ebb and flow. it you know we just came off probably two years of i'll say pretty constrained supply chain as it relates more to the metal side of things, so the terminals or the pins and sockets that would be involved in that uh from many different suppliers. Um, and now much much more eased uh, that supply chain seems to be much more taken care of i think suppliers through the pandemic and post pandemic have learned to dual source material uh, just like an engineer would dual source a component uh, to dual source their raw material i think uh, a lot of a lot of them were caught in bad situations where they were relying on one consistent supplier and that uh, whether it was for plastic uh, or metal and uh, have now learned that lesson and have expanded and opened up that supply chain a lot more and the capacity is there for sure to the point where we've heard from suppliers like, hey, we've got capacity. If there's somebody struggling with something else, come to us and let us know. And there again is some value that our team can bring to, right? If there's a a struggling part of a component um, or specific supplier, again, Talk to those yeah, engineers. making that
1: connection yeah. directly back to yeah the manufacturing exactly. partner that that we have that's right um so let's give a last plug here um, for the conag expo mm-hmm. um, tell us why the design engineer the transportation um, engineer that has never considered um, just hasn't been on his radar. And now you've brought it there. Why should they go?
0: Yeah. Uh, number one, it's just a really great show. If you if you enjoy uh, any type of transportation vehicle, uh, and, and I can speak to that, just, uh, you know, wanting to be a truck driver as a kid, uh, this is the show for you. Uh, it is a great place to go kind of uh, let that inner kid out uh, that, you know, used to love the excavators or trucks or anything like that. Uh, but more importantly, uh, you are exposed to a lot of uh, new design uh and new uh, technology from that perspective that's coming out in the future that all of these Oems are are, are working towards so it's a great a, a great way to learn in a short amount of time uh what the trends are uh what customers are asking for what their fleet customers are asking for um, and ultimately try to figure out where your product or your design can help uh, fit that market or uh, support that marketplace as well, too. And that's why we attend, is to try to figure out, obviously, uh, what's the need, what's what's missing from the marketplace, and, and how can we help fulfill that need.
1: Very inspiring. <laughs> well, that's thank cool. you. It's been fun. Again, Gabe, thanks for being yeah, here. Thanks for having me. To our listeners, join us again next time when we'll talk about fire engines. Perfect.
0: That's it for this episode of the TTI Distribution Download. For more information on any of the topics you heard about today, reach out to your nearby TTI branch at 1-800-CALL-TTI or visit us online at TTI.com.